The following is offered by Discerning Hearts, a 501c3 nonprofit Catholic apostolate dedicated to spiritual formation through the use of new media. To download this selection, or to browse hundreds of other programs, or to contribute to our mission with a charitable donation which is fully tax-deductible, visit our website at discerninghearts.com. I really think that this particular time in our Advent journey, God has really convinced me, convicted me through the Holy Spirit of each of our need for this journey. Each one of us, that we make progress toward Christmas and the deep need each of us has as Jesus becomes more and more insistent on our growing in union with him and our longing to be one with him this Christmas. And he, and he gives a very powerful story today that is so convincing to me. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man has two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The son said in reply, I will not. But afterwards, he changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, The first. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. What is this thinking better of him? That is so key to this gospel. When the son says to his father, I will not go. And then Jesus says, and he thought better of it and went. That first son, who am I? I am that first son and I am that second son. I am both of them. And I have to be very careful because what makes the difference of the two sons is the one who said he wouldn't go, but then thought better of it. What is that better of it? And what is the one who said, certainly I will go, and then didn't go? The, the son that is me is that first son. When I go to that general confession, that I make every morning at Mass. And so do you, dear bishop, dear priests, dear elders, dear people of God. When you go to Mass, and here's what you say, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have sinned. I have sinned in my thoughts, in my words, and what I have done and failed to do and then you add, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. And you actually, the instruction says, you beat your breast on that. 
And how many of us really don't think better of that? What is your thoughts on that? How often I have failed not to think better of it. What does that mean to think better of it? To go and interiorize and make an examination of conscience and be ready to do a personal confession about that. Do I really think more deeply about what I'm doing with regard to my worship of God and prayer? How often have I been self-reliant instead of really trusting in God? Am I much more self-reliant than I am trusting in God in my worship? That it is God alone whom I adore. I had just an incident the other day. I wasn't going to write a Christmas letter. I decided that I wasn't going to. I had decided not to. But as I was coming home from my last mission, I had a powerful incident that really was so important for me as an elder and as a priest. I finished a mission, and I was just coming back from it. And there I had marvelous conversions, preaching, confession. I was really great. And and I, I just thought to myself, I, in fact, I said to the Lord, well, that was a great thing. And I, I had a great experience there. And with that, I fell flat on my face. I, I actually did. And I hurt my hand. And my hand was bleeding when I was getting up. And I heard these words. After you have done all things well, consider yourself an unprofitable servant. When things like that used to happen to me, I would think, well, that was the devil pushing me. That was really God giving me a good swift kick in the backside. I got up and I realized I had taken all this to myself. And even more than that, I had said actually to my audience, do you want to see what Jesus is like? Why don't some of you really think, would you like your community and your congregation to be like you? Why can't you say, be imitators of me as I am of Christ, as Paul did? How much more I have to go in order to be able to say that. How much more I have to examine myself so that I'm not paying much more attention to me than to Christ. If you want to see what Christ is like, be imitators of me and how much deeper that me has to go into him before I can make statements like that and before I can grow. What a need I have this Christmas this confession to really suggest and think and ask God for my pride. What about the all the kinds of things that we should be examining ourselves on, each one of us? What about my unforgivenesses? What about those things that I'm holding bitternesses and resentments about? 
maybe against my parents, am I ready to look at my love of one another as the Father loves me, so I love you? What is the measure of love that I have as I come to Christmas? As the Father loves me, so I have loved you, and you love one another. To what measure, as the Father has loved me, and I have loved you? Is that the measure of my love? Do I have that love for my neighbor? As I enter and come to the celebration of Christmas, how much need I have to grow in forgiveness of those who have hurt me, the bitternesses, the unforgivenesses that I have, the angers that I still have, the things that still come up in my mind that I want to go do against my neighbor, and how I want to just say certain things to him, that I say in my mind the words that I have in my mind and the thoughts that I have, how much more, especially those who have addictions to alcohol or drugs. Are you working the steps, the 12 steps that really need to be worked in order for each of us to become, to maintain our sobriety? What about the judgments that we make about our neighbor? Are we carrying these thoughts in our mind about this one and that one? Or is, are we even judging ourselves and self-condemning with our own thoughts? Have I examined myself to see what kind of bitternesses I may have and resentments toward myself? The angers and the bitternesses, the jealousies. What am I? Do I just walk around constantly comparing and competing? Am I the first son? Yes, yes, yes. And am I thinking better of it by examining myself and preparing for confession before Christmas? What an invitation this is right now at this point. Or am I that second son? Jesus says about that second son. I I will go, certainly, he says, but did not go. Which of the two did the father's will? The first, they said to Jesus, I tell you solemnly, tax collectors and prostitutes are making their way into the kingdom of God because they are being changed. What happened to the Samaritan woman? What happened to Magdalene? That's what Jesus is saying. What happened to Matthew? What happened to Zacchaeus? Those tax collectors were making their way into the kingdom. And the same thing is true in our day. It's now. You know, fathers, bishops, elders, people of God, we all need, we all say the general act of contrition. Do we, do we examine ourselves? What a wonderful opportunity this is as we make our way to Christmas to interiorize, to see more deeply into ourselves, 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. No one but the Holy Spirit can shine that light into our interior heart, into ourselves, so as to make clear, oh my goodness, this is who I am. And as I begin to see this, it will change my heart from the second sun into the first, because I can become so, so distant from my interior self. There's two personas in each one of us. The first son only can be achieved by thinking better of it. And so what does that bring me to? It brings me to once I recognize just how poor I am, in the face of my own misery, then I can cry out because the Lord hears the cry of the poor man. Psalm 33, which is in today's Mass, listen to how the response will come. Once I interiorize and begin to see deeper into my own self-misery, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be in my lips. In the Lord, my soul will make its boast. The humble shall hear and be glad. As I got up from the ground, I was humbled. That's what humble means, to get down to the humus, the ground, the earth. Kicked I was. Look toward him and be radiant. Let your faces shine with not being abashed. This poor man called. The Lord heard him and rescued him from all his distress. We are all needing conversion. Everyone, everyone. There is none of us just like at Mass. We all admit that we are sinful, but we all don't know it unless we interiorize it. Our Lord is making this clear today by pointing out that all of us, priests, elders, and all of us, you have two ways of saying that you're a sinner. The general way and it never penetrates into your interior self. But when it does, the Lord turns his face against the wicked to destroy their remembrance from the earth. That's what he's saying. They call, and the Lord hears and rescues them in their distress. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, those whose spirit is crushed, he will save. And all of us need salvation. All of us are sinners. How long has it been since you really cried out, Kyrie eleison, Christ eleison, 
Kyrie eleison, and mendus. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Christ, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy. The Lord ransoms the souls of his servants. Those who hide in him shall not be condemned. Monsignor, for those who are making the retreat with you and taking that 15 to 20 minutes, what more pointedly would you have them reflect on in that period of, of quiet? I would say it's the Beatitudes that are much more revealing of our union with Jesus Christ. Since Christmas is the coming of Jesus in a deeper way into each one of us. So since Christmas, this Christmas, is not his birth because we're already in him by our baptism. We are already in him and he in us by the power of the Holy Spirit through our confirmation. And the many times that we would want to grow more deeply into him through the Eucharist that we celebrate in preparation for Christmas. And even in the Christmas celebration itself, it would be the Beatitudes. If the, in revealed in the Beatitudes, and I would very much point out the Beatitudes according to Matthew, and, and it's in chapter 5, and look at the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. To take poverty seriously. And and in those who are mourning, you shall be comforted. The meek, how we make such fun of people who are meek, and certainly then those who are persecuted and are suffering for the sake of the kingdom. That to seek and to and to look for those who will be peacemakers in the kingdom of God. These be attitudes. They're the attitudes of the one who really wants to have union with Jesus this Christmas. So do I long and want to be that first son. I, I want to be that one who is going to think better about this. No. And there, and we all have this resistance in us. You and I are all sinners. And there's no doubt about that. We all come to Christmas needing salvation. That's why this Son of God came into the world in the first place. And that's why he came into us to unite himself with us. And when we think better on it, when we examine ourselves and go more deeply, then we begin to see more clearly those dark areas that are in each one of us by the power of the light who came into the world. And then we will have that peace at Christmas. I really love this Psalm 33. The poor man called 
and the Lord heard him. When you know you're poor, you cry out of that poverty. When you think you're rich, then you thoroughly think you can do it, or you're doing it, or you have done it, and it's a lie. God bless. You've been listening to Building the Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this program or to browse hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to support our efforts. But most of all, we pray that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com.